Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hello, welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we'll be discussing event industry trends and much more. Today, I'm joined by Tyler Davison, Vice President and Chief Content Director at Meetings Today. Tyler Davison has covered the travel trade for more than 30 years, having previously worked as the Asia, Canada, Pacific Northwest, and Western U.S. editor at Travel Weekly Magazine and Travel Age West, before joining the dual editorial staff producing destination sections for Travel Weekly and Travel Age West, Tyler was the African, Israel, Middle East, Switzerland, and Pacific Northwest editor at Travel Age West. He also undertook general news and feature assignments while working at the magazines. Besides reporting on the travel trade, Tyler has covered the real estate industry, held various editorial positions at the San Francisco-based national satire magazine, The Nose, wrote freelance technology industry pieces, and covered the San Francisco 49ers and Oakland Raiders for a bilingual newspaper in San Francisco. He has a BA in journalism from San Francisco State University, where he worked in various editorial capacities on its award-winning student magazine, Prism. Let's all welcome Tyler to our podcast today. So Tyler, yes, let's jump right in. All right. Thanks for being here. So can you kind of share a little bit with our audience today? How did you get in, involved with the industry? Uh, it's kind of funny because I, you know, went to journalism school at San Francisco State University, and then, of course, uh, like anyone else, once you graduate, what am I going to do? And sort of got a regular job answering a phone, and then worked my way into a daily real estate newspaper, um, and then um, wanted to become the editor of that. And then a friend of mine who I went to school with had a job at Travel Age West magazine. And so she called me up, say, hey, do you know anyone, uh, you know, that uh, is an editor who would be good for a good fit? So I recommended uh, one of the people I went to school with, and she got on there, and then another person. And then finally, a couple of years later, um, I called them up and said, all right, I think it's my turn now. Uh, it sounds like you have a great job traveling places and writing about them. And it just so happened that they just had a restructuring and they had an opening. So it um, was a magazine, still still around, um, that covers uh, the travel agent trade. Um, so sort of similar, started there, and then that kind of merged with Travel Weekly and covered the travel uh, agent side of the business for maybe eight years. And then finally got into the meetings end of it about 21 years ago um, when uh, meetings, uh, it was meetings uh, west at that point. Uh, had an opening, and I think my experience working sort of in regional travel trade uh, coverage was a good fit for it. So I've been here ever since, and uh, now we're meetings today. That's wonderful. You're definitely a veteran in this industry, so I'm so glad we have you here today because we could pick your brain. Thank you. 
So, you know, we just came through, you know, we're still in the midst of the pandemic and it's been 18 plus months. What is something that you have worked on recently that you're most proud of and why? Um, you know, one thing that's been great and I really enjoyed it is that we have this pod, uh, our, you know, a podcast, of course I do a podcast, but we also have one from um, a, a gal in the industry named Courtney Stanley called Dare to Interrupt. And it's really focused on women's empowerment in the industry because, you know, our industry is made up, you know, meeting planners is 80% female and they just don't have the representation they probably uh, deserve. So she focuses on that and that just got nominated for one of the top awards in our industry from uh, the Folio uh, group, um, the Eddie's Award. So uh, that was really nice uh, to see her kind of get some recognition for that. And then us, because it's part of our brand. So uh, everyone, everyone's really excited about that. That's wonderful. And I know last year when I was on your podcast, I really enjoyed that experience, but also like, I also listened to your podcast because there was a lot of great information. Because right? oh, yeah. our industry was completely shut down. We can't go to our normal events. And your podcast meetings today was really insightful and a lot of like current information that we're looking for and like what's happening and this is how we're dealing with it. So for those of you that haven't, you know, are not familiar, I highly recommend it for you to check out his podcast. And they're just so it's a wealth of information. Well, thank you. And that was really informative. And I think that was the first time I met you. And I was very impressed with really how you pivoted so fast to uh, really, you know, uh, offering different products and services in a, in a virtual online world with what you do. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was tremendous. I mean, as a business owner, right, there are so many ups and downs, but I think definitely 2020 is one that I will not forget. I feel like I aged a lot last year, but yeah. also, you know, with every challenge is new opportunities. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I'm grateful that I have an amazing team. We all pivoted together because I can definitely not do it alone. So the team here, we just kind of, it was like when we first started, okay, everybody takes by virtual platform, look into it, see which one fits our client. And then, you know, because we know they still have that need, but it's like, where's that gap? How can we continue to help and provide solution? And, and I think, you know, and I've got to meet really a range of people that I maybe not would have had it not been for this and and really learning more um, just about what this industry is and it's all about uh, creating community and engagement and finding people who have similar interests um, and education and I think through this all the people who have done virtual meetings and hybrid meetings have sort of reinforced um, you know the, the big picture in my mind. Definitely. So is that where you kind of see in terms of like the event industry going as well because of the pandemic, kind of like the outcome of the pandemic? Yeah, I really think I'm one of these people who think sort of a, at least hybrid meetings are here to stay. Um, I think everyone is really itching to get back to in-person meetings. And, you know, and as you know, with what you do, nothing beats being in a location with someone and experiencing the the sights and the sounds and the taste um, that, and the input um, you get. But I've really learned through this that there's a whole other part of this engagement, you know, through hybrid meetings 
um, that you just you can't get, you can't replicate in an in-person environment. Um, so, and it also opens it up to people from throughout the world, people who might, might, not, might not be able to travel. Um, you know, so it, it just, it opens up that engagement to a much larger audience. Agree. And I think that comes back to that, what I mentioned about whenever there's a challenge is like a new opportunity, right? Just how you spin it. And I agree with you about the community. I feel like prior to like after when after COVID hit, a lot of different agencies got together and supported each other. It's like, what are you doing? You know, kind of having that conversation. And, you know, I even joined California Events Coalition and be part of that board because I realized events is actually very not as cohesive as, as like a restaurant industry, you know, where they have like spokesperson, they have lobbyists, like events there's none. Right. And that was so surprising to me. And that's why I wanted to step up and get more involved within our industry. But also through this is show how tight this community is. And again, if any time you want to kind of give up and retire from the industry, last year was the year. Right. Right. And I'm still here. I at first jokingly told my husband, like, oh, I think I'm going to retire. But I ended up working more last year and realized, you know what, this is where my passion lies. I yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, and I think sometimes I just remind people, it's like, you know, we serve so far, we've survived this whole cataclysmic uh, event that's come through, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of our colleagues haven't, but they, you know, a lot of them have ended up in different areas. But it, like what you said, it really tightened up the industry. I had discussions with people I never would have before. Um, just, you know, hey, how's your business doing? You know, how's my business doing? Oh, you know, it's not been great the last couple months. How can we help each other? And I, you know, it, it's, it really gives me the kind of warm, uh, fuzzy feelings uh, that uh, I think it keeps everyone kind of, you know, enjoying this industry and the close-knit aspects of it. You have been going to some, you know, kind of how has it been for you in terms of getting back to the life events world? Have you been attending? I think I saw you were attending live events. So like, how has that experience been for you? Um, yeah, I, you know, maybe kind of, it's been like maybe a year ago, even there was a, I think the first one I went to was Al High um, had an event in Dallas and it was really almost a laboratory um, of how to hold a, an in-person event it, when the pandemic was still, you know, it was, uh, it was still going pretty strong, I think, and all social distancing, mask wearing, hand sanitizers, specialized food and beverage presentations. Um, and I, you know, I've traveled for that. I went to what, MPI, I went on a couple familiarization trips. And, uh, you know, I was the guy with the mask and the shield and the sanitizer. Um, and so far, so good. I mean, I just took a lot of extra precautions. And I think if, you know, my personal opinion is if you take those precautions and are extremely diligent about it, your odds are pretty good. You're not, you're not going to get it. I agree. I did something similar when I went to Miami to speak for the special event conference. And that was my second flight. I would say my first flight was probably the scariest 
right? Like the first flight back after pandemic and being on the plane and all close, like yeah. double mask, like N95, yeah. like, I, you know, just like you, right? But it's like, I was fine because we took those steps and the measurements. So I think, and because of that, it also offer a lot of comfort when we start doing life events too, just making sure those are implemented. Like we have hand sanitizer on cocktail tables and different tables. I mean, it's very not beautiful, yeah. <laughs> you know, next to our really nicely designed space, but you know what? It's necessary. Sure. Right. And just having those elements in place. And so what have you guys, I know, you know, other than podcasts, how have meetings today continue to support this industry? Um, well, we actually do our meetings today, live events. And when this first hit, I think it was the first, I don't know if it was the first one and the second one, I forget now, but we had to go to a virtual meeting immediately. Right. And so as you're in this business, basically too, I mean, you know, what do we do? We had to like go to, to explore formats, you know, try to, you know, get everyone interacting and, and deliver the education. That went very well. And then eventually we did our first in-person event in Hawaii, I think it was. Um, uh, maybe that was four months ago. I'm probably wrong on that. But um, we even went uh, to the step of like of hiring a medical personnel to be on site uh, to help test people, have all those contingencies in place. Um, you know, we really took it very seriously, you know, as did the destinations and the people we partnered with. Um, and, and it worked out fine. And, you know, I, I'm one of these people that I, I feel good to pitch in and be safe. Um, it's, not, it's not that much of a burden to me to wear a mask or take those precautions. Um, and so, you know, that's one thing we did to kind of, you know, to get the word out there that, that, that it is possible to have in-person meetings. Um, I think also another thing we've been doing is a lot of work recently to help promote diversity, equity, and inclusion in the industry and beyond. Um, and I know um, we have a couple great columnists who work with us, Greg DeShields and Zoe Moore, who write these incredibly in-depth columns every month. I mean, it just, it, it amazes me how detailed they are um, about, uh, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and we're doing a, a webinar on October 4th um, with them and the Events Industry Council about a survey they're doing, sort of a census of the meetings industry. Um, and really with a, tar uh, a focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then also teaming up with um, folks to do a, uh, well, to help uh, promote and, and sponsor a webinar later today on um, the unfortunate um, hate crimes against um, Asian members uh, of our uh, society in the U.S. And, uh, and also the ramification through the meetings and events industry for that. So that is something I think is very critical uh, ongoing and in the future for our industry and just in our world in general. So that's something I've been proud to, uh, to try to get the word out and, uh, and work with some of the leaders in our industry to, uh, to forward that uh, DEI efforts. I have to say it's been incredible seeing how supportive meetings today have been in terms of 
not only the community, but also DEI initiative and also supporting and continue to advocate for the stop Asian crime. You know, because truly like I myself, I've been in this industry for 15 plus years. I think it would be very sad if, you know, seeing that it's an industry that doesn't support who I am, mm -hmm. right? Or if something is affected to a specific target market or demographic. So it's really been wonderful seeing meetings today, being an advocate, you know, not just someone. And I, I love the fact, you know, because a lot of publications talk about DEI and talk about different things and it just stopped. But you kind of continue that. So there's a difference. Well, and thank you. And, and fortunately, I, I have the benefit of working with a lot of great people who uh, really carry the load to, you know, help uh, to write the articles, to help with webinars, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it's all about them and their passion and expertise. And I'm just happy to be able to, to do something on my end to get the word out. That's great. That's wonderful. And then, so where do you see in terms of the trends of event industry? You know, I, I know a lot of people say virtual is here to stay, but what's, how about 2022? What's going to happen? <laughs> um, well, you know, it's this whole Delta variant threw everyone for a loop. I know just monitoring sort of the business, there was a lot of activity really picking up a couple months ago. The Delta variant comes along, things slowed down. I think we're starting to see it pick up again. Um, I think on the destination side is sort of um, first to pick up um, because they, they need people to come into their destinations to support all the ancillary businesses that a destination and a meeting will support, whether it's the people driving the taxis or the Ubers or working in the hotels or the restaurants. So, you know, everything, um, you know, about in-person travel you know, it relates to the health of, of a community to represent. So I think we're seeing those, and especially maybe the smaller ones come uh, really get on board first and trying to get their marketing message out there. Um, now we're starting to see more activity from the major hotel chains too. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm optimistic um, that, you know, next year is going to be a good year. I think the industry was on a tear in, in 2019 before this hit. So I know us as a company, um, we just realized that, you know, we've just had, uh, it's like a black swan event, an event you never could have known was gonna happen. And, and you just batten down the hatches like everyone else in the industry and you weather the storm. Um, but I think I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing things coming back in our business and in the people we cover. Um, but like you said, with that added aspect that, um, you know, hybrid meetings are gonna be more and more a part of everything moving forward because it just makes sense to increase uh, the reach of your audience um, to get your message out there. And uh, so, I mean, those are, that's, those are some of the main trends I see right now. I think people are still promoting like say outdoor meetings, socially distant, uh meetings just to be on the safe side because no one wants to see this continue so um that's that's sort of the, the the general things i'm seeing as and then on top of that a wait and see because you just you never know as we all learned in the past year and a half 
Right. Is there a certain state also that you're seeing they're doing more big events? Because I know like Miami was one of them, like Florida, like they were hosting large events when no one else was. Yeah. Right. Like California, yeah. I think we're more conservative here. Maybe yeah. we're more like a lot, especially for us, like we do mainly corporate events. So our corporations are still very much does just do virtual events. You know, and that deadline keeps getting pushed back. Like some of them, like you said, before Delta, I was like, oh, we're going to do Q4 holiday party in person, right? Or that series of campaign in person. And then by August or like July, it all pivoted back to virtual. And then yeah. now it's like, okay, let's talk about 2022. Yeah, I think like you said, Florida, Texas, a lot of the big first events were there, um, you know, in the Dallas area. Um, I know in, in San Francisco, they I think they just finished uh, or they're just gearing up for Salesforce, which is a huge of annual event there with tens of thousands of people. Um, and I have I have just friends of mine, the num numerous friends that just work that from different uh, event planner angles, et cetera. I think they've kind of uh, scaled that back a bit, but that's still going last I heard. And, and like you said, California was extra uh, cautious, um, which, which is fine, I think. Um, but I, I really think, um, you know, maybe as this variant burns its way through, hopefully it'll fizzle out and uh, there's going to be a lot of pent up demand uh, for these larger meetings. But we got to ramp up for it um, because no one, I don't think, wants to just jump in head first and pretend like you know, it, it's completely safe and, and this whole thing didn't happen. So there is going to be some uh, scaling up and ramping up time to get there. I agree. And that comfortability. Yes. Right, right. I mean, on the behalf of the attendee and and for corporations to relax their uh, requirements or restrictions on employee travel. A lot of it is comes down to that. I mean, when are these big corporations going to say, okay, it's, you know, it's all right for everyone to travel and to have our in-person meetings again. So a lot of uh, the near future is going to be determined by that, I believe. Definitely. Um, so when I was at the Miami conference for the special events, normally, you know, and I met some people, they say, normally, I was like, how many people are from your company here? You know, because they'll come speak to me after my session. They're like, oh, it's just me. And I was like, normally how many people will come? And she's like 10, <laughs> right? Yeah. So they pick one person, like who wants to go? And then they send one person and she's supposed to like capture all the information and share with the rest. But I know the special events also had certain session that was available on virtual, you know? So we're seeing a lot of that where it's like hybrid, exactly like what you said, right? Because of the reach, some people can travel. And as we're you know, progressing on this, what are some other issues are you seeing that we need to address in, in this industry? Well, and then like just what you just said, I think that's 100% spot on. And I know I'm just getting ready, looking forward to going to IMAX America um, in Las Vegas uh, coming up here um, not too long. But, um, uh, you know, from what I'm hearing is that people will still be going, but they just not be might not be taking as many people with them. So um, looking forward to, to go into that. Um, as far as uh, some other issues that we need to address as an industry, uh, you know, I go back to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think 
that's something all of us as a, as a nation and the world has to work on. But I think that should always be front and center um, in what we do um, because our, you know, our industry also is very outward facing and the events we do really intersect with a lot of other associations, corporations, a lot of other nations and people. So we are just really in a, a wonderful position to be champions of that. So, you know, I, I think that is really about the most important thing uh, we should be all concentrating on when we're thinking about the future. And then also a story that I'm working on is the pipeline of the industry and young people. I mean, you know, during this pandemic, you, you would not fault a young person for saying, I don't want to be in the hotel industry. I mean, my goodness, look what's happened to that. I don't want to be in the events industry and the media's industry. It's been dead for a year and a half. I'm going to go into tech. Forget that. And so I think we need as an industry to concentrate on that pipeline. Who are going to be doing our roles in the future, right? What young person is going to make a career, which has been a wonderful career for me. And I know people in, in the events, they would trade not trade it for anything. The excitement, the travel, the meeting different people. How do we communicate what a vibrant and wonderful career it is to young people so they stick with it and make a career out of it. And I know, you know, also on the hotel side, a lot of them, if you know, I'm sure you know a lot of hotel people, it's like they have to move around for their jobs and, and uproot their families. I think maybe on that end of the business, they need to relook at the way they do business and not require so much uh, out of their employees in that regard. Um, and really concentrate on on the on the lifestyle, you know, people want to enjoy. Because I think one thing we've also learned during this pandemic, and with the labor shortage everywhere, is people really think twice about, you know, what does my uh, career mean to me and my life and my family? And I'm not going to kill myself for it. Uh, I'm going to find something that's a good fit, and I can uh, be, you know, it can be uh, beneficial to me and my family. I agree. I mean, we last year, we actually had some, we had people call and this is like an Orange County client and they say, hey, we would love for you to do events for us. And I'm like, we're not taking any life events right now. So we yeah. actually turned business away, right? Like, do we need the money? A hundred percent. But like you said, it's not worth risking our lives for. Like, I'm not, I'm not willing to do that to my team. Yeah. Right. Like we but can make money later. Let's just do virtual right now. You know, luckily we have that solution, but you're right. And then events industry is so exciting. So hopefully there's some young people listening to this, or if you know someone who's considering the events industry, because unlike any other industry, I feel like this industry is for people who are passionate. And I mm -hmm. truly believe that because, you know, I heard this early on in my career, like, okay, you sure you want to do this, Amanda? And I'm like, why? They're like, because either, you know, long hours, stressful but you like we thrive on that mo in those moments and then we wait for the like the unveil yeah right like of the event and the experience or like my favorite moment is always standing by the entrance when people walk in and their eyes lit up or they go wow like look at that champagne wall or whatever they say or like like are they seeing and experiencing the moments we're trying to create like, that's so exciting. And that's why I'm still here at 15 plus years later. 
Yeah. Right. And you can't say that for a lot of industries. Where we're show people, I think, right? You know, it's like uh, we're putting on a show in the end. And I know, you know, I've a uh, hobbyist, like a musician. And, you know, once you're up on stage and you're playing, you, you just got to go on with the show. You got to make it happen. And it's terrifying and it is exciting all at the same time. And then when you're done, you're like, wow, I can't believe what we just did. For you sure. got to live on that excitement, I think. Yeah, that adrenaline rush. Yes. Right? <laughs> it's wonderful. And then, you know, we talked about, about the different initiatives that's important and some issues for you guys to address. So specifically, the, also, why is it so important for publications such as yourself meetings today to address these issues? Um, you know, I think we all uh, bear responsibility just living in this world and uh, being part of a corporations and uh, to, you know, to make the world a better place. Uh, I mean, that sounds a little hokey, maybe. But I think that's what we do in the meetings and events industry. In the end, we gather people, people share ideas. You meet people you never would have met. That's why I love traveling. I, I've covered the travel industry, I've traveled all over the world, luckily. And just meeting people from, from different countries and different cultures. Um, and, you know, and just kind of moving the needle forward in, in creating a, a better place in this world for everyone and, and more communication. And uh, like I said, that, that is kind of hokey, but I don't know. I think that's what it means to, to be a human being, hopefully. You know? For sure. Thank you. So I, this is so wonderful. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Me too. Yeah. Because sometimes you kind of forget you're just like doing what you're supposed to do, but there's a bigger purpose behind it all. Right. And I truly believe that because of all the careers, we picked this one. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, well, and a lot of times it, it picks you, right? I know that's a lot you. Of, yes. I so many people and in, in, in people in huge leadership roles, like, oh, where did you start? Oh, I started out working at the front desk of a hotel, and and now they're like the CEO of some hotel company or or a planners. So they just, you know, someone they were working as a, in administration as a secretary, and the boss says oh, we need to do a meeting in Phoenix next year. What do you know about planning meetings? And it becomes their passion, you know, and it's, it's neat. I, I love it. And it's just the great thing about our business is like a lot of people didn't plan on doing what we did, but for some reason, we all found it, find ourselves working with each other, doing something we love, you know. What are some upcoming events that you guys have coming up for meeting today that the audience can tune into? Um, well, we have, a, you know, we're constantly doing webinars. So we have the um, a couple of DEI focused ones that uh, we're doing coming up. Um, and then regular educational webinars. We have one on CSR, uh, corporate social responsibility coming up um, later in the month. We just did one on risk management. So we have all sorts of webinars available on demand for free at meetingstoday.com uh, webinar forward slash webinars. And then we have live uh, in-person events um, coming up in uh, the next one. I'll be at it in Myrtle Beach, um, South Carolina, October 17th. We're doing a cool one in Tucson on focused on wellness and in the incentive segment, um, December 5th to 8th. 
And then we're going back to Hawaii uh, next year, the Big Island, April 26th to the 30th. So, you know, they're they're hosted buyer um, on the small side. So maybe 30 meeting planners, 30 suppliers, um, you know, it, it's hosted. So, well, if you're a planner, we'll fly you out there. There's networking events, educational events, um, site inspections, one-on-one -on -one meetings with suppliers. Um, so they've been really worthwhile, a very you know personalized events. Um, and so if anyone is interested in those, just go to meetingstoday.com forward slash events. Um, and there's still some slots open um, and uh, you can go there, find out more and then, um, then apply if, if you think it might be uh, of interest to you. That's wonderful. So great to seeing, hearing it, that full calendar of yours. Keeps us busy, that's for sure. <laughs> so exactly. You share so many great takeaway with us today. So some of my favorites were really when, you know, when everything happened, it goes back to the community. So having that community is super important. Second is the importance of diversity, inclusion, and equality. You know, so if you guys haven't implemented that, that's something you want to think of, but more importantly, within our own industry, right? Because this is where we are. We need to make sure it's strong within our own industry. And last but not least, building that pipeline for future generations of event professionals. Yes, yes, right. definitely. Um, Thank you. Right? you. You have a good job summarizing all this. <laughs> that is exactly, uh, that's how I would have summarized it too, but you did it in a much uh, more succinct fashion than, uh, than my long. What is the best way for the audience to get in touch with you in addition to your website? <laughs> yeah, anytime. If you want to send me an email, it's T-Y-L-E-R, dot d-a-v-i-d-s-o-n at meetingstoday.com so please feel free to send me an email uh, what do you want to be uh, you know covered uh, what's important to you what keeps you up at night as a meeting professional uh, i want to know so we can always uh develop uh, our content to better better suit wow amazing thank you so much tyler for joining us today and for those of you that are tuning in if you have any questions or if you are interested in working with Tyler, please make sure you reach out to him. He's just a wealth of knowledge. So thank you again for being here and spending your time with us. Thank you, Amanda. It's been, been a pleasure and I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode of Event Up. If your company is looking to level up your event experience, we are your solution. We do all the work, you take all the credit. Check out our upcoming webinar where we will be covering a variety of topics go to our website to register. Don't forget to share and subscribe for more episodes. We look forward to chatting with you guys next time and talk more about events and marketing. See you guys all next time. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.